Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we have a special episode for you. This is the Joshua Spring Fling Retreat we had two and a half weeks ago. It was an amazing time. There were 25 people here from all over the country, and it was uh, held here at the Joshua House in North Carolina. It's this big old Victorian house built in 1900. We had people staying here. They were staying across the street at this beautiful bed and breakfast, and we rented a few Airbnbs in the area, and we just had an amazing time. This session is recorded live. It's held in our old window greenhouse that I built on the property in the backyard. Acoustics are great. It's all windows, and we open the windows up, and it's nice and cool in there. And we have a microphone that goes to the back of the room, and we record in the front. The microphone that we use to record is supposed to get, you know, a wide spectrum, but there are some very quiet parts in here. I'm trying to make those parts louder. So if you hear it sound a little bit differently than normal, it's because it was recorded live and we're not that great at that stuff, <laughs> but we're getting better. Anyway, we had a great time and I wanted to share it with you. There were two Joshua lives. There was a also a white light session with Christy. Christy did a medium session, which was amazing. We had our friend Rachel, who's probably the most incredible astrologer I've ever seen. She came and did a session and we did a quantum life theory session as well, which was amazing. It was a phenomenal time. And if you ever want to come to a retreat, I highly suggest you do keep on the lookout at the website, which is the teachings of Joshua.com. And we will post the next events that we do. I think we're going to do a, a lot of different things this year. And definitely in the fall, we'll have our fall retreat which will coincide with the fall boot camp that's open to all new people. Uh, but before you want to get involved in the boot camp, Joshua and White Light have created a basic training program. It's a five-week course. There's people all over the world in that course. Doesn't matter where you live, you can do it. We have three calls a week that we do, a coaching call and two Joshua Live. So you can be on the Joshua Live and ask your questions live, which is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a really, really good way to start all of this. It's not expensive. It doesn't take a lot of time. And this pre prepares you to get your perspective high enough where you can jump into the boot camp and really understand what's going on there. Uh, all of this stuff is designed to raise your perspective in every area of your life. And it really shows you on a step-by-step -step basis what's going on here, who you are, what your soul's purpose is, why you may be getting stuck in certain areas of your life, why other areas are working well. And it shifts your focus in a way that is aligned with who you really are. That's why it's worked so well. It's so phenomenal. There's nothing else like it out there. And we've had hundreds of people go through uh, basic training with just rave reviews so far. Uh, like everything else we do here, it's all 100% satisfaction guaranteed for any reason. Of course, you can always get your money back, but so far no one has, and I don't think anyone will because it really is amazing. So if you'd like to hear more about the basic training starting June 5th on Monday, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. Okay, well, I hope you enjoy this episode. And remember to like and subscribe and leave a review and leave your comments and all that great stuff. We really appreciate everything you do for us. And without further ado, let's get going. So how this works is just like on normal Joshua Live, think about the inspiration, but you'll have to really push past fear because you'll come up here and you'll sit super close to me. 
in the hot seat. Right. Okay, there's two microphones here. One's being recorded and one's for back there. Uh, you'll tend to speak softly, so think about speaking louder. Everyone will get a chance. If you are too shy and no one comes, they're going to call on someone. And don't ask the question, what message do you have for me? That never works, right? <laughs> <laughs> that backfires big time. Because <laughs> they will dig in there and get your deepest, darkest secret and expose it to the world, okay? <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> I'll go get them, and then we'll start. We are thrilled to be here. So you don't know who you are. You've totally forgotten who you are. You knew who you were. This wouldn't be as much fun. You don't think it's fun, but when you get back, you'll understand how amazing this experience in all of your lives was. You realize that your life was perfect from the beginning to the end. You realize everyone in your life was perfect. They played the roles perfectly. You realize that you are the creator, but you forgot how you create, that you created it all. Your perception of this reality is part of that creation. But the major part of the creation, the trajectory of your life, and everything that's happened was created through intentions from the non-physical. In the non-physical, you existed as this ultimate, powerful, intelligent, courageous being who said, I'm going to come here, especially at this time, and I'm going to have an impact. I'm going to do something. I'm going to push past my limitations, and I'm going to remember myself as a limitless being. And so you come and you are born into the family you're born into at the time and place of your birth, at the society that you're in, and you adopt certain beliefs. You knew you'd adopt them. You'd adopt a way of thinking about yourself, which you call your identity. You adopt all these things that were never true. You learn things that were never true. You learn things from other people who taught you and they had no idea who they were. You learned that you were nobody special, that you were sort of average, that you could somehow improve, that you should improve, that you should be good, that you should conform, and then you should blend in and be unseen. But within you is a vibration of power and excellence and being seen and standing out and living life your way. You perceive a reality that's unique to you and no one else perceives it the way you do or will or have ever done before. Completely unique. Yet you believe everyone's seeing the exact same thing you're seeing. It's not true. No one can see what you're seeing. No one can perceive what you're perceiving and no one can have a perspective that you have. And that perspective, which is unique to you, is why you are worthy. Because without your perspective, all that is would be less than all that is. And since all that is cannot be less than all that is, your perspective is required, is necessary, is valuable, is as valuable as any other perspective has ever been perceived before. But there's something a bit more about you. There's something that you don't realize about yourself. There's something that is different. You are all perceiving reality physical reality here on earth in a way that's never been perceived that way before in a higher perspective, a perspective that's more aligned to how your inner self sees you, sees source, sees earth, sees through the fear, understands the laws and the mechanism of this reality, understands that you are among the highest perspectives on earth and that 
there is a calling within each of you to understand the basis of this physical reality and then to become something that's never become before. Now that becoming is up to you and it's unknown what that could be. You can't have an example of it because no one has ever been in this experience or this perspective before. So from this perspective where you're more in love, you're more in alignment, you're more in communication with your inner self, you're more understanding of the lives of the universe, there is greater ability for you to become who you intended to become. Now, the first step in becoming who you intend to become is realizing that there is no recipe, there is no example, there is no other person living a better life than you. The way that you feel is how you think everyone else feels. But we want to remind you that you feel so much better. And that if you were to jump in the lives of anyone you know, you wouldn't be able to stand it. You could not stand that vibration. It is so foreign from who you are. But you think everyone's the same, feeling the same thing, thinking the same thoughts, behaving the same way, having the same ideas, having the same ability to communicate to anything in the non-physical, including your inner self. It's not true. You will become the example for those. You don't know how this is going to work. You don't know the effect that you have. You don't understand the mass consciousness and how that works. You don't understand that you are connected and all people are connected and all living things are connected to this mass consciousness. This mass consciousness on earth has primarily been created or added to through fear. Fear is a very mild, repetitious, mundane experience that happens over and over and over again. The flip side of that is coming out of that fear. And the fear is lack of information, lack of knowing, and love is the fullness of knowing. So you're making your way from fear to love, from not knowing to knowing, from confusion to understanding. And as you do that, you emit a vibration of love that is added to that mass consciousness. So whether you're in front of a classroom of people teaching this, these ideas in your own way, or making videos, or talking to your friends, or writing books, it doesn't matter. The energy of the thoughts that you are thinking and the vibration you're offering is the impact that you're having. This impact then gradually over time causes a shift in the mass consciousness. It becomes easier to connect and easier to feel connected. So this earth plane is an illusion of separation. But as you add confidence and love and clarity through the lives that you're living, through your perspectives, you add to this consciousness. And since love is so much more powerful than fear, there is a tipping point, a critical mass. And as more of you emit this higher vibration, this knowing of who you are, this understanding without others needing to know it yet, Others will be linked into it because they have that intention as well. You make it easier for others to believe beyond their normal scope of belief. So a perspective shift is a shift in your belief about who you are, coming from the average, coming from conformity to the uniqueness that you are, and to stepping up and standing out and being brave to assert a belief system or an understanding that is not conforming to the fear of the masses at this time. 
your friends, your families will reflect back to you your confidence in this new approach to life. And at first, they will want you to conform to the old beliefs and the old way of thinking because that's what they're doing. And to step out of that signals a possibility for loss. Now, loss is the greatest illusion. You cannot lose anything. You cannot die. You cannot miss anybody. You can only assume disconnection. But when you assume connection, the connection is there, always. When you assume that you're talking to your inner self or you're talking to a non-physical entity or a non-physical loved one, you are talking to them. When you think you're talking to them, then you will understand the communication. It'll be easy. You'll push past this belief that says, this cannot be true. And when that happens, you will embark to a new perspective. In that new perspective comes the unimaginable. Experiences that no humans have ever had in this plane of existence. When you start to have these experiences and you don't say, oh, that must be for this reason or that must be for that reason or that's a, there's an explanation for this. When you say that's unimaginable, you gain more perspective. You expand more love. You do not revert back to the old belief system. You expand that old belief system. And so that others can then bear witness to your experiences or their own experiences. And instead of shying away from it, they can boldly go forward and expect more and more and more. And you will soon realize that this reality does not work the way you think it works. There is no lack. You have never lacked anything. There is no time. Time is an illusion that you will start to change and modify to suit whatever you're doing. Now, if you're living in a routine, if you're doing the same thing over and over and over every day, then time cannot change. If you're waking up in the morning and believing you're the same person that went to bed the night before, you're creating a future experience or a present experience based in the past. The idea here is that you're new every day. The idea here is that when you leave this retreat, you will be stepping into a new reality, a reality that's completely different than the one you came from. And when you can expect it to be different and expect the people to slowly come up to speed with how you see yourself, knowing they're the perfect mirror to how you're seeing yourself, and as you gain confidence, they will reflect that back to you. When this happens, you must know you've changed. You must know that you exist in a new timeline, in a new dimension, in a new reality that is congruent with the new thought process and belief system that you have, the expanded version of you. Now, this has been happening the whole time, but because of the illusion of continuity, you think it's the same life and the same person and the same body and the same world and the same thing. Soon you will start to see shifts happening. There is nothing to be afraid of. Everything is working out perfectly for everyone involved. You do not have to worry about anyone else. You do not have to drag anyone else along with you. In fact, when you exhibit compassion, when before you were impatient, you have proof to the universe that you're understanding now, finally, who you are. And who you are, as you know, is source. You're all source, you're all one, and you're all coming to shake things up. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who is brave enough to go first? <laughs>
Excellent. Oh, Greg, come on. Hello. Hello. So in the spirit of limitlessness and high vibration, I just had a thought the other day, kind of where you think we are. I, you know, this group is among the highest and there are many people coming to this level. Where do you think we are in our potential? Are we nearing it or are we scratching the surface of human potential on this plane or this human potential you speak of is unknown it's never been tried before this is a grand experiment the place that you exist at right now is the pinnacle of human potential but there is no direction for it when we say what could you become this is open to the vastness of that potential that is unknown when you think of what you could become, you might think of being famous or being rich or being successful in some way, but you're putting that into a box of what's been done before. Now, that box has been a highly, highly, highly limited potential. The potential is you could understand yourself fully as source, and you could create anything with the snap of a finger, and that would indicate somehow that you've come to this understanding of yourself as the creator, but it's based in a limited perspective in human terms. When you get to the next level, you will become something, and there'll be infinite levels above that. There is no end to this. It's an eternal process. But right now, you are at the pinnacle of human thought, of human awareness, of human understanding and human perspective. Now, you might think that translates into an easy life or into be able to manifest things and not have manifestation events. But what it is, is just a more expanded knowing of who you are. Now, this is infinite. Once this earth plane has come to a point where everyone understands them perfectly as fully as source, the last man standing, then there'll be something new created. That new creation was like the earth creation before earth when it was unknown. And then earth automatically, by design of the universe, popped into existence with unknown potential. And slowly, life came, experimented, played, interacted, and evolved to the point it is today. Now, this is still very young in the timeline of this, but there are infinite timelines. Each of you chooses your own timeline based on your perspective of yourself what you are interested in, what you're afraid of, what you think should be different than it is, what you wish was different, how you perceive yourself, what you think you need to change about yourself, how you think you should grow from a limited perspective, how close that communication can be to your inner self, how willing you are to go along with whatever you're inspired to do, how willing you are to release your attachment to your identity, to your ideals, to your belief system, to your connections with other people, to your status, to all of these things. And so in a lifetime, you are moving rapidly, but the lifetime is a blink of an eye. And then you come back and do it again and do it again and do it again. Learn more, learn more, learn more. Because love is knowing. And so when you're in the non-physical, you're fully knowing. You know all that is to that point in time. But to know more, you'll have to have another physical experience because it's impossible to know more 
without the physical experience. Now, the physical experience on Earth is radically different. It's a completely different thing because it is a illusion of individuality and separation, and you forget everything that you knew before. So you start off as a blank slate, literally the time you're born. And then you adopt beliefs, you adopt an identity, you adopt structures, you conform to the rules of this earth environment, and you go forward in this not knowing who you are to whatever extent you want to do it. But the primary key to all this is an understanding that the intention is for joy. So joy is any emotion that you would say is above that horizon line, could be interest, could be exhilaration, could be thrills and jumping up and down and just curiosity, just mild interest, just I'm just not bored right now. That's joy. If you can learn to move through every situation in joy, or even some situations in joy, or even contemplating that the situation you're in that you don't like is for your benefit somehow, and then ask the question, how is this for my benefit? That's never been explored before. No one has any inkling what that could lead to. But of course, it's leading to more understanding, more awareness, more consciousness in the human form. More of this openness to a new possibility for this reality. This reality, believe it or not, is from your human perspective, it seems like a very closed, finite, physical system. But there's dimensions beyond this that when you start to glimpse them and start to see that reality does not work anything like you think it works, it's completely different. And you start to realize light doesn't work the way you think it works. Motion doesn't work the way you think it works. Matter is not what you think it is. Creation has nothing to do with effort and struggle. Thoughts become things. And the understanding of these thoughts that have nothing to do with you, but seem personal, you let that go and you step into a new dimension. Now that new dimension happens faster, more feeling. You see, this is a feeling reality. And the only thing you're ever doing is feeling something. And so when you step into that idea of, I create through how I feel, therefore how I feel is my platform of creation. If I feel negative emotion or bad or worried or distressed or regretful of the past or any of these things, I'm creating from a highly, highly, highly limited way and I'm creating in a tiny, tiny piece of this reality that seems to be physical. When you start thinking from higher terms and you realize none of this is really here, all of this is just consciousness shaped into something you can perceive with physical senses, but you start to see, think beyond that and choose new perspectives based on this idea of what if. What if I was the creator? What if all of this was just energy formed and had no inherent structure other than my agreement with what I believe it is, and therefore I can change my belief structure and experience something completely different? What if I understood that every single person here is your person, is you in a way that they react to you, showing you who you're being as this magnificent creator. Now, it's hard to understand that 
all of these people are you, and then all of you are them, and that they are not like this anywhere else or to anyone else, but only to you. And then you appear to them as a certain way, but not to anyone else in that way. So then what's that saying? That's saying that each of them has infinite facets to them that react back to you based on what you perceive you're seeing in them. If you perceive you're seeing someone other than you, you'll have this feedback based on that illusion of separation. If you start to believe that somehow, some way, I don't understand how this works, but they are me mirroring back to me, in this moment, and simultaneously, they're everyone else, marrying back to everyone else in the same moment, and everyone else is seeing an infinite version of that person in their own perspective. And so you are infinite versions of Greg. And so you're a version of Greg that is perfectly suited for an interaction with Gary. And so Gary can see himself in you, and Gary can see himself in everyone here, and Gary can see himself in the cashier at the store, and Gary can set things up to see it in a way that is delightful, deep connection, meaningful, fun, or can see it in a way that is antagonistic or in a bad mood or not getting it or whatever it is. So how you choose to perceive yourself in relation to everyone else is your reality that is up to you. You're not consciously aware of it. So until this point, you've been getting some good stuff and some bad stuff, some friends, some enemies, some people who come and go, all these things, because it's been haphazard. All the time showing you who you're being, not who you truly are. See, they can never show you who you truly are until you know who you truly are. And you can never know who they are until you know who you are. And if you expect them to see who you are before you do it, it cannot work. But if you have this thought in the back of your mind, what if I played this game where I simply interact with them at the highest level, not needing them to see you in a certain way, but only needing for you to accept yourself in relation to that person. So you see a person that's brand new, and you instantly have an idea of who they are. And so you interact based in that false identification of them separate from you and believe that they're having an opinion of you in some way. You might say, this person thinks I'm great, or this person is more successful, so they think I'm a loser, or whatever it is. But they come to play this part to show you how you're being. But if you said, I am them, and I don't need anything back from them, I'm just going to endeavor to know them more as me. Now, playing along with that game and seeing what you elicit from that and then how you feel in response. Oh, this is bullshit. Oh, this is not real. Oh, they're just responding the way they would normally respond anyway. I have no really impact over this. That's one way to look at it. But what if you said, I can pick out a person here and I can express absolute acceptance to them and then see what comes back. 
Now, if you absolutely accepted this experiment and you absolutely accepted yourself as perfect as you are, you would get perfection. You would get non-physical information. They would start channeling for you. They would start telling you things about yourself. They would start interacting in a way that's the most exciting for you for wherever you are, specifically. And they would never know what they're doing. They have no idea. Now, if you went back and asked them what that interaction was with Greg, they'd have their own perspective. And they might say, well, I said this and this and this. And you might say, well, he said this and this. And those don't match up at all. Completely different conversations that happened because you were in two different dimensions. You were in the Greg dimension and they were in their dimension. You got everything you needed because you were in your dimension of love and ex expressing this love out. And they would get there, whatever they were in it. Now you assume you both had the same conversation. You both had the same facial expressions. You, had the, you were in the same location, but that's not necessarily true. And so if you ever think about this sometimes when you have a conversation with someone and they said something that you said and you said, I never said that. Or, and they said, well, you weren't listening or you weren't paying attention. You were having different experiences. And you ha were having the experiences that you needed to have. And you were responding as they need you to respond. Now, if no one's ever told you that before, you would think that's not possible. But now if you understand that this is actually what's happening in every interaction, then when they have a different memory of it or a different perception of it or recall different words, you know that they were in a different time, space, reality. And we're getting what they needed. So they said, I don't know why you said that to me. That was so mean. And you say, I never said that. They needed the version of you that would say it, but you didn't need to be the person who said it. And so this is a split of what's happening infinite times all the time, but you're just wired to believe that you're all the same place, same time, same timeline, having the same experience, feeling the same way, and leading to the same potential. That doesn't make sense, does it? Because you have to go to your potential that's unique to you. And everyone else is going to their potential that's unique to them. And if they think that you have something, they're going to try and emulate you. And you see this all the time. People are trying to emulate someone else, which is inauthentic and cannot work. Shows them that this reason they want to emulate someone else that they think is more successful or smarter or better or better looking or funnier or whatever it is, they can never get there because that's not them. You can only get to your potential. And so humanity as a potential doesn't really matter because it's all infinite timelines, infinite realities, infinite dimensions. And essentially, everyone is here living with themselves, pretending that they're separate from themselves and seeing where they can go from that. Now, of all of you who have reached a level here where you are at least open to the possibility that things are different than you think, now we'll notice more intelligence, more creativity, more inspiration, less fear, things move faster, things manifest faster, things happen out of the blue, things happen in unimaginable ways, and you have experiences that no other human has ever had before. 
Then you try to tell them about that, and they can't possibly imagine it or believe it or understand it. And they try to instantly rationalize it, how you were saying something different than what actually happened. So you can't really explain this or share this because that's not the point of this. Because if you did, others would try and emulate what you're doing and they go off track from their potential. So what do you do? You allow them to believe whatever they believe and realize all they're ever doing is mirroring back to you essentially what you are allowing yourself to believe now. And tomorrow you wake up and you will have some other insight and be some other version of you that's at a potential that's never existed before. And beyond that is unknown. Excellent. I'll definitely have to listen back to that. Adam. Thank you. I'm sitting with, with this truth of reinvention in every moment, right? No tie to the past. It's not real. Um, and my experience over the past number of months, I've had multiple months of a feeling of increased expansion, raised vibration. It's felt empowering and fantastic and everything you explained. And in the past two months, I've almost felt a regression uh, as I move closer and closer to what I believe to be my purpose work and really diving into it. And um, it's a bit scary to feel like I'm going backwards. Excellent. Mm -hmm. You cannot go backwards. Mm -hmm. You cannot unknow anything you know mm -hmm. or unlearn anything you've learned. All that's happening is you have a burst of expansion and then a feeling of contraction that's ironing out any resistant belief system that is not ready to go along with this new expanded version of you. You might come to a new conclusion and break through to another level. But that new level is lighter, faster, less fear, more stuff's happening. And in that level, as you break through to a new level, you cannot take certain limiting beliefs with you. And so those have to be exposed in manifestation events. They have to be shown to you. You get to a certain level, you cannot take judgment with you. If you judge anything about you or anyone else or reality, it'll have to be shown to you. And so all you're doing as you break into a new level of awareness, of conscious awareness about who you are, you have naturally brought with you residual limiting beliefs that cannot be brought with you, cannot be part of this energetic system that you've become. So they're still there. There's trapped emotion in the body, so a lot of people get sick or have accidents or something happens, and the energetic body will work through that. You have these limiting beliefs, manifestation events come, and it feels like you're not getting anywhere. Well, the rapidness of that expansion led to a creation of a new reality that is not perfectly matched to where you are. You broke into it, sort of like breaking into a bank. And then it's a new reality that you have to adapt to. And the only way you can comfortably adapt is by discovering the limiting beliefs, processing them, and understanding, okay, we're in a new space now. And where I was before, which was comfortable because I had acclimated to it, even though it was much denser, this new level feels dense to you because it is a faster level. Things are happening quicker. It's not working the same way as before. 
in your previous level, you had an agreement with everything. You're in agreement with that light right there. And you said, this light is going to be on when I turn that switch. Those agreements now are enhanced to more of the truth. See, the only reason that light is on is because you believe by clicking that switch, it's going to go on. And if it did went on without you clicking the switch, just by a thought of it, which is exactly what is actually happening, you would freak out because the belief system there is based in this previous existence as a more dense reality and different rules apply. So now you, things will pop in the night. You'll hear voices. You'll see things. You'll, you'll see energy. You'll see something in another person. There'll be an activation of certain empathic abilities that you brought with you. You will sort of think things are weird. It's strange. You will have people fall away and new people come. You'll have new inspiration that is testing those limiting beliefs. And if you are saying no, 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 no to inspiration, the manifestation events have to come to point out the limiting beliefs so that you will say yes, yes, yes. You will bring with you a belief structure that served you in the past level of conscious awareness. And that had certain rules that you believed in. Those rules don't apply anymore. You believe effort and struggle leads to money or effort and struggle leads to views or effort and struggle leads to the creation of anything you want. And in reality, effort and struggle has less of a role, is less effective, less efficient than the maintaining of a thought wave or vibration through a period of time to allow for in what is the perfect manifestation for you. You might have been focused on what you thought needed to be done to create what you thought you needed. Relationships with your family and children and friends and career and all these ideas. And you thought you had to put a certain amount of effort here, a certain amount of time here, a certain amount of thing here. But that effort and, and working, working, working was actually a way that you were able to focus your mind. Now they're in this level, the point is to focus the mind without the work, without the struggle, with only the play, with the vibration of play. Now, in the vibration of play, you have to know that nothing matters. It's just a game. So if you remember yourself as a child, making up games with your friends and just playing, you lost the meaning of time. You had no set agenda. You were not trying to make anything happen. You were not trying to waste time. You were just in the moment, in joy, not needing a fruition to anything. As you grew, you learned that you had to have activities that led to outcomes. And there was a way of doing this thing. And a lot of it was effort and struggle and pushing yourself to do it that wasn't inspiration. Now you have to let go of that and realize it's just inspiration. You are not the one that's making things happen by efforting and struggling. You are making it happen by an agreement and an interaction, a co-creative environment with your inner self being led to experiences that do one thing and one thing only raise your own perspective. Now, you want things to go a certain way. You have an ideal. That ideal is fuzzy. It's different. It's changing. It's losing its meaning. 
losing its luster. It's just another thing that you created from a limited perspective. If you're still holding on to that ideal, how you want the world to look, your attachments to outcome and the, your own identity. If you're giving, deriving any satisfaction from the identity that you're creating, you're gonna have to be shown that that identity is false. If you are wanting anyone to perceive you in a certain way to get like love, respect or anything else, that has to be shown back to you that is ineffective, false, cannot work, and is a complete waste of time. But of course, you've been programmed to be a certain way. You've broken out of that mold of conformity, but your perception from this limited perspective where you are now of what it is to be a spiritual warrior or a man or a husband or a father or, you know, or successful still exists within that. And you have been and are deriving some satisfaction from it but it is absolutely limiting. It's limiting mostly to those around you. If you're repeating the same drama, assertion, proof to others of who you think you are, and then expecting that back, especially in this new level, it's gonna fall apart. And you're gonna feel like you're regressing. And you're going to feel like all this work you're doing is not getting you to the ideal that was created at a lower conscious level. What you have to understand is you have no idea who you are. You have no idea who anyone else is. You have no idea how this reality works. And everything you've learned up to this point has been filtered through people in fear, not knowing who they are. All the information is contained within but here's the catch to that. You don't think that anything that comes from within you could be relevant, serves any purpose, is real, is insightful, is everything. This is what brought you here. You're all teachers and leaders. You've all at some point realized that other stuff that you were following was just based in the lower level consciousness of a physical planet, physical reality. So you get further and ask more questions and get further and ask more questions and start a new identification of yourself, which is perfectly valid at a new level of perspective. This is part of this process. But then you'll have to go through a, another phase of separation, a separation from everything you knew before, separation from that identity and a separation from a lot, a lot of people and a lot of ways of being and there's not a lot of you who are embarking on this new form of consciousness. So it's a brave new trail. You are the explorer by yourself, exploring this aspect of the world that has never been explored before. You could take comfort in there, some people at your level of perspective, but they have no way to identify with you because you're so unique. As you find, as you go forward, it's more unique, more unique, more unique. You'll want to gravitate to others like you, but everyone you know, no matter where you think they are, this is ascended master, this is a guru, this is a person like this. At some point, you have to realize, oh, they haven't gotten anywhere near where I am yet. They're still operating on a past paradigm of identification as an ascended master, a guru, a teacher of some sort. 
at some point, you'll all have to realize that you are the one in front. How is that possible? Eight billion people on the planet. How are you the one in front? This entire life, you've been following, following, following. You've been seeking information, accumulating it, and perceiving that you're going to get to some level. The funny thing is, you were at that level the day you were born. And the life that you've led has caused you to ask for questions that have never been asked before. And you got information that was unique to your asking. You read books, they answer certain questions. You listen to speakers, they said something different to you than to everyone else. And then you just assumed everyone was getting the same information and everyone was moving basically along the same path as you. And you were in this huge crowd of people who were growing and learning and expanding similarly. And then eventually you start to have conversations and you go, oh, they're nowhere near. That teacher up there, wow, they don't know half of what I know. And yet they're projecting it as they know everything. So the idea here is the more you know, the less you know. Now that's what you want. It's an eternal process of learning and knowing. And as you get to one level where you think you've gotten to know something, there's twice as much to know now. So this way of being where as you know more, you know less. As you teach, you learn. As you bring in more information, it's because you're exhibiting more interest, curiosity, authenticity, and love. So as you express love to everyone else, you get whatever it is you need. If you're one who set this up to grow and expand and learn and know without remembering who you are, and then get yourself to a level of confidence where finally you're able to teach, but not to bring anyone anywhere to teach so that you learn even more. Everything in this reality is for you. It's not for anyone else. All of this is for Gary. All of this is for you. All of this is for everyone else. Getting it in a way that they're comfortable getting it. It's not understood similarly to anyone at any level. It's all unique. So if you were to listen back to this and write down all the words of it, if you ask someone else to write down all the words of it, it might be very similar because they're in your reality. In their reality, they write down a whole different conversation. They will get it at their level and eventually you'll get at your level. Now, the thing is in the hot seat, you're, the, you're in the vibration of asking a question, not understanding the answer. So the interesting thing about being the asker of the question, until you get into the vibration of the teacher, you don't get the fullness of the answer until you leave here with the expansion that you got here, understanding yourself in a new way, and then listening to this later, you will think it was a different conversation. You will remember different words. I don't, there was a part where he said this, and now it's, he's saying something else. How is that possible? 
Gary, when he goes back to edits these, it's completely different than he imagined it was. It's more clear. It comes out more smoothly. It's more eloquent. He is able to enunciate where he thinks he's tripping in all the words. The pauses are perfect. Not too much, not too little. And it seems like it was a different conversation. He's gotten comfortable with this over time. But when you start to realize that all of everything that happens in your reality is simply for you to expand through those experiences. If you start to look at all the experiences as perfect, you'll have a accelerated, exponential, expansive experience. If you look at every experience where you, you think it's good or bad, as expansive for you in that moment, exactly what you need, then you're seeing the perfection. If you look at the feedback of anyone you're interacting with at all times as absolutely perfect and, and flawless, you'll grasp the meaning of every conversation, the meaning of every person, the meaning of every event. You'll start to be aware in this awareness that everything is new at this level and that who you think you are is remote, not even remotely similar to who you truly are. It's just an identity you've adopted unconsciously through the experience you had in your life. That identity cannot be changed by you because you would pick out attributes that you think are good from a limited perspective. And so you would coerce an identity that was false. All you can do is know that you have no idea who you are, that you will never have an idea of who you are in the physical, that the perspective of the human body is by design limited, and that as you let go of what you think you know, you'll expand more easily. When you're holding on to how you think reality should be or what happens in the non-physical or what's going to happen in the future, it's done from fear. And so fear is the only limitation, but that fear is only within you. The fear does not exist in physical reality. The fear is a construct of love so that you can see another perspective. When you start to really realize that there is nothing to fear, literally nothing to fear, and that fear is an internal-based mechanism that was by design here to keep you safe, but now it's being applied to every area of your life in such subtle ways that you don't even realize it's fear. When you push past fear to do anything, whether that's get an apple or climb a mountain or take a trip to the store, any little thing, you will start to get into a rhythm of inspiration. To get into that rhythm of information, you have to drop your meaning of anything. This is not a big thing. This is not a good thing. This is not a better thing. This is not a worse thing. This is not a bad thing. This is not anything. I just don't know. In my not knowing, I am pliable and I am the co-creative element of a design that is beyond my possible way of understanding it. A design that is so radically out there that it wouldn't serve you to understand it. But a design that is so perfect and elegant and complete 
within a perfect system that causes you to feel lack and separation and fear and disillusionment and need an identity and need a structure and need to know what's going to happen and need to protect yourself, that the growth opportunities on earth are unlike anywhere else. You came here for this experience. You've done it many times. You have a powerful energetic field of wisdom and expansion, knowledge, courage, confidence, knowing, and a pull towards becoming with an absolute belief of who you think you are and how you think it works. The more you learn, the more you tend to put yourself on top of a mountain and look down. But when you're on that mountain and you look up into the expansiveness of the night sky and the universe, you realize that you just know a little tiny speck and the expanse of the universe proves to you how little you know. So it's all in your comparison. Stop comparing yourself to anyone else. Stop idolizing or emulating anyone else. Realize you're at the peak of the mountain, that there is no example. There aren't any humans floating around up there who know more than you. And that that is the way you want it. Infinite potential for growth, expansion, knowledge that's eternal. Now, you're an eternal being, so if it wasn't eternal, you get to the end and you go, I, uh, what, do, what do we do now? Right? That's the drive inherent in this system. Always to know more, always to put yourselves in situations to grow and learn, and always to do it in a way that you haven't done before. The universe is designed for new. So anything that you've done before or been before or thought about yourself before or was from before is the old. The old and familiar seems safe in an environment like this. So the latching on, holding on, Gary has an, a way of looking at roller coasters. He was very scared of roller coasters as a child. Everyone's going on them. He would not go on them. When he's on a roller coaster, he's like, clenching up and wanting it to slow down. And then one day he realized, what if I wanted it to go faster? And the moment he wanted that thing to go faster, he noticed it was slow and he was ahead of the ride. When you're breaking through to a new area, it's going faster. And so the clenching and the feeling of regression is the whole, this is too much, too fast. And now if you say, no, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then ask to go faster. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Excellent. Hi, everybody. Melinda. Hi, Joshua. We haven't had any criers yet, so we're hoping this will be the first. <laughs> Anything's possible. Um, I was listening to you talk about knowing and not knowing. In, in my personal evolution, I've come to the point where I have to embrace knowing things about myself and also keep reaching for new things. And like the internal knowingness, some things I'm like, oh yes. And some things I'm like, hmm. 
So like, this is a, a an internal kind of question. The next step for me is to understand that my knowing is complete so then I can build on top of it and that what's happening inside of me is real and true instead of questioning it. Like, I question so many things, which is great, but I also don't want to spend my time questioning me. The only thing that you can know that's true mm -hmm. is that you are source, source is love, mm -hmm. and you are love. Everything else is not true. Now, in the understanding of what it is to be source living with an illusion of separation, an illusion of individuality, an illusion of you're a human being on a physical world, and a desire or a curiosity that something in your life experiences has caused you to seek information. Without this information, it wouldn't matter. You would be on an expansive journey of self-discovery, mostly discovering what you're not. So anything that is not aligned with pure positive love and acceptance with you as a magnificent, eternal, limitless being is a limitation that you've imposed on yourself. Imagine being the creator of this planet, universe, everything on it, and forgetting that you did this. Imagine that you have absolute power to do anything in the universe, but you would never do anything in physical reality with that power. Because it would be an interference in the design of the system that you created. It would be unconscionable to come in and knowingly change anything. People say why would God allow babies to starve? God is the baby starving, needing that experience. Designed perfectly for that soul to come to a conclusion in a physical reality that it is God. You are that, but you cannot feel it, believe it, understand it, or have a perspective broad enough to see all sides of it. It's not possible. So what do you do? You come and play a game of not knowing and wanting to know. It drives you forward. You have a perspective based in duality. Good, bad, better, worse, more or less, blah, 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 blah. That perspective allows you to feel good, feel bad, based in outside conditions. Then you spend time as the creator birthing desires to change those conditions so that you feel better. This drives you along a path. You'll act on certain amount of inspiration and you'll see things from a new perspective that you could not have done without that desire. So the desire process is this engine that causes you to move forward in it. Forward to what? Well, you perceive yourself as a victim is forward to creating a version of you that can exist in physical reality, feeling safe and getting a modicum of security and perceiving that love comes from the outside in. When that evolutionary journey of self-discovery over life after life after life causes you to understand who you're not enough, you'll come in and say, in this life, I will come in as the most powerful expanded version of me, and I'm going to choose high emotional sensitivity. I'm going to choose a certain time and date of my birth, a certain 
family, a certain society, and certain conditions that I know will create a trajectory that will ignite that emotional guidance system. It's going to feel bad. I'm going to try things and nothing's going to work. And then I'm going to give up. And when I give up, I'll say, how do I feel better? And then you'll be led on a new evolutionary journey, not exploring who you weren't, but now exploring who you truly are. First thing you hear is, you're not the victim, you're the creator of your reality. Without any context, without any how-to about it, without any examples of anyone actually doing it, without any understanding of the interplay between the non-physical you, the physical you, your guides and supporters that you brought in with you, that you planned for, that you picked and chose and had agreements with, and all the other people, and a perception of this solid physical reality. This causes you to seek information. This causes you to adjust beliefs radically. Causes you to interact with others and test the validity and strength and the level of adoption of these new beliefs. Oh, can I talk about this with friends? Will I think I'm weird? Oh, is this just a bunch of woo-woo? Oh, is there any way I can test this out? Oh, this is going to lead me to finally having everything I want. And then you realize that how it works is how you choose to perceive your reality. Now, you never thought that you could choose a perception of reality. You thought that how you perceived reality was how everyone else perceived it, and that everyone else was basically the same as you, and everyone else was doing the right thing, and you weren't, and that they had more information because they're here longer, and they're experts, and they have degrees, and they profess to know things. And then you come to the conclusion and the perspective that they don't know anything, and you actually know more about you than they could ever know. And then you start looking at how science is done, how education is done, how all these systems are in place, religion, everything, structured, structured, structured. Why? To alleviate this massive aspect of fear in the lives of many. Now, because they're not emotionally sensitive as you are, they can tolerate it. They expect bad things to happen. They expect effort and struggle and toil. They expect to be treated badly. They they are okay with it as part of their exploration of who they're not. You have flipped the switch on that, and now you have nowhere to turn, except a handful of people on the planet talking in a way that sounds ridiculous to most of the rest of the world. How could this small, tiny group know what the rest of the world does not know? How can a small, tiny group that is not exhibiting any of what you would call outwardly signs of success know more about feeling and emotion and how that's part of the creation process. And so everything is designed not to get you what you think you want, but to help you understand yourself in a way that feels better, how to perceive what's happening in reality in an empowering way, how to question every belief you have and dismantle the framework of identity that needs to feel safe. And then how to realize that, oh shit, I'm the intrepid explorer. I'm the one who came first. 
I'm the one who has all the wisdom inside. I'm the one that doesn't need outside information. I'm the one who's blazing trails for everyone else to follow in the future. How is that possible? You can't feel like that. You can't have others see you that way. You can't ever, ever rely on outside mirror to show you anything else than how you're perceiving yourself. So when you stop wanting the mirror, finally, to reflect back something different than you, then you go inside. Then you meditate. Then you realize these thoughts are not your thoughts. That you can bring in thoughts if you change your perspective that will be different than the old ones because they were attracted to an old perspective. And now you have a link to something else. Guides, supporters, inner self, source itself, entities like us who are always available, loved ones. Oh, they're not gone. I just can't see them with physical senses. But I have these empathic senses that have always been there, but because of the structure of physical reality, the physical senses dominated what you thought was going on. But all of this is just non-physical energy organized in a way that your physical senses can pick up. But your empathic senses can pick up all the stuff that's happening beyond the sight, sound, taste, touch, feel of this physical reality. But you have to see yourself from that perspective first. You've done this before. You've planned it out. You've set intentions. You came in with certain abilities. You are absolutely unique. You feel more. And you came because the expansion of the feeling is not possible anywhere else. And so now the bad feeling is not a bad feeling. At worst, it's guidance. At best, it's exactly the same as other feeling, but just labeled bad because you've been doing that in the past. But if you had no sense of right, wrong, good, or bad, no duality, anguish has a feeling. Joy has a feeling. They have a counterpart. You can't understand joy at all without anguish. And you very much want to understand all of the feelings because they are not available anywhere else. There's no context that could give them this in any other reality or in the non-physical. This is why you came. But all humans are the masters of the universe. Brave, intrepid explorers coming to build on that overall essence of who they are in the non-physical, which is a determinant of what source is. Source knows itself to this extent, and then you all come in, have your experiences, and expand not only source, your inner self, your guidance supporters, the entire universe, everything, and regenerate a, an entire universe from the new, the expansion of what you explore. So you, thinking you know anything about you, it's just a way of exploring. It's just the thing that's driving you right now. But the doubt, the fear, based in a belief system, a mental construct that's never been true, that you're contending with. Now, that mental construct always, always, always keeps you feeling as safe as possible. To diminish that mental construct or alter it opens you up or exposes you 
to new stuff, which is unknown. And that is inherently risky in an environment where known is safe, unknown is scary. But if you were to look at cavemen, you would not be able to comprehend how much fear they lived in. Fear of the dark, fear of predators, fear of themselves, fear of everything, right? Praying to unseen gods in order to feel safe. Not sure what the weather's doing. They don't have any information. Then you learn about the universe. You learn that you're on this planet. You learn that you're in a solar system. You learn some structures. You learn about atoms and microbes and bacteria and how that interplays. You know more and more and more. So it becomes more known in a sense. And then with that new information, you are far more feeling safe than you were not knowing anything. So the fear of the unknown is sort of ironic. It's the catch-22. Because what you want to do is see where you can go. Because when you go there and have experiences of it, you get far more information about who you are. Far more than playing it safe, keeping your comfort zone, and maintaining an identity that is not true, has never been true. Doesn't mean a thing. When you return to the non-physical, this personality and identity, all of the, the essence of you, the expansion of that lineage of your inner self will be added to it all. And expands all, it's great. So you have this cool personality and you have these interests and you have this, this, this sense about you that that is so much more confident than any previous life you've ever had. So much more of an explorer. So you just think about the magnificence of Melinda as a personality adding to all of this. But yet it is ridiculously limited to who you truly are in the non-physical. That's okay. It doesn't matter. It's still expansive. What you're all asking for is, what would I become knowing I'm limitless, knowing I'm eternal, knowing none of this is real, knowing that I can be, have, and do anything, knowing that who I think I am is just a remnant of beliefs I picked up along the way that was haphazard and not chosen. What if I relaxed this fear of the unknown, this fear of the unknown identity, this fear of what people think, this fear of all that which is irrational? And what if I simply tuned in to a guidance system that's been in place the whole time, chose to feel aligned with that power, chose to have faith that no one, no thing, no information outside of me, including us, has any relevance over the information directly from yourself. That this is just a stepping stone to that inner wisdom. And that everything is projected from the inside out. So therefore, everything is contained within. And then what could you become with that slightly higher perspective? And how could you set up the rest of your life for no effort, no struggle, no worry, no dipping into the past or projecting the future, only the in-the-moment reception of inspiration and the pushing past consistently of that fear to do what you're inspired to do. That process you did to get here. The process you did to read whatever first books or listen to the first podcast or whatever it was. 
and you, in that initial stage, fear set in, because fear will always set in when you have inspiration. But somehow you push past the fear because the desire was so, so strong. Now, instead of desire leading you, why not allow feeling, emotion, and connection in faith with a wisdom that can see everything that you can't see and knows exactly the root of greatest joy and expansion for you. Because guess what? They have nothing to lose. They have no fear. They're guiding you for their own selfish interests because they love this expansion. And they love when you break the rules of this reality. They don't care about your fear. They don't see you as you see you. They see you as the most magnificent human on the planet, perfect in every way. And they are pushing you, dragging you, kicking and screaming to exactly what you truly want. And when you get there, you'll look back, you'll say, how did that even happen? How did I get here? And oh my God, it's so much different than I thought it was. I can already see the slices of that in my reality, like slices of things coming. And then even three years ago, the me that was three years ago is completely irrelevant. And the ironic thing, if you were to show that version of you, this version of you, they would say, hell no. Yeah. (laughs) But now that you get here, you know things about this version of you that that one could never know. And so the version of you three years from now knows things that you cannot know. And the only way you know is to go through these experiences. And the experience teaches no amount of reading, watching, or listening will teach. You have to have an experience. And when you see the experiences towards that end of the development of the future you that you very much want to be, then you will go through each of the experiences in pure bliss and joy. Because you say, this is just another step in shifting this perspective to get to the level of who I will be tomorrow. And so you can enjoy that experience today. Yeah. No tears. Excellent. (laughs) We save the tears for Saturday. Who's next? Jordan. Is there a such thing? Well, okay. So we talked about pushing past fear. That's main main thing really, right? Um, But is there a such thing as pushing past too big of a chunk of fear or too much? Like, is there too much that you, or? If you push past a fear, it was the fear you were always going to push past. If you succumb to a fear, you were always going to succumb to that fear. So every choice, every decision, every action, every succumbing to fear or pushing past fear you've ever done was perfect for that version of you and that perspective. So all of this is based in your choice of perspective of you. Give us an example of something that you can do that most people would be terrified of doing. Something that you've done that you know for sure that nobody else here would be able to do what you did. You walk into a facility, talk to talk to the owner or the person in charge 
and tell them what they should be doing. They can't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you have a perspective of yourself. Is, I like this. This is no problem. This is easy, right? Yeah. Now, tell us something that you won't do that many of them would do. You're going to have to come up with that one, too. <laughs> Think of something that you absolutely would not do. That's simple. That other people like to do. Um, go scuba diving in the middle of the ocean. Excellent. <laughs> So there's a perspective of you that says that's dangerous or that I could be eaten by a shark or that's unfamiliar territory or environment. Mm -hmm. And I like the familiar. I'm good at this. I'm not good at that. I'm confident in this area. I'm not confident in this area. I feel complete in who I am and strong in these certain areas, but in these areas, I'm unsure of myself. I don't know how to do it. I need guidance. I have huge doubts. I don't believe I'm capable. And I think the outcome is going to be bad. Okay. What's there to do too? It's just a perspective of yourself that somehow on your path that you've come to believe certain things were true and developed a perspective that was high. And in those areas, life is working. And there's other areas where you have no confidence in yourself, and you doubt yourself, and in those areas, it's not working. You wish you were different, you wish they were different, you wish the whole thing was different. If only you could change yourself, the condition of things, to be more like this, then you wouldn't have to suffer through those areas. And this dichotomy between the confidence and brilliance and talent that you are here, and the Doubt you have here and the way you see yourself is absolutely unique. It's not common at all. Now, you can see that this was chosen. This is by design. This was an expiration. How could you be so put together over here? And so if people knew how you felt over here, they'd be like, that can't be possible. <laughs> yeah. She would worry about these things. She would see herself this way. From the outward of how everyone sees you, they could not believe that which you are worried about or, or have this amount of fear about or feel that way in it. So what are you showing yourself? You're showing yourself it's all about perspective. You're showing yourself that when you became the powerhouse that you are in your career, the cameras you have, you became that. You were not that. You had certain experiences that gave you a certain amount of confidence. You have an understanding of your intelligence. You have an education. You can have a background that supports, okay, this makes sense. In these areas, you have the opposite experience. These experiences of failure, things going wrong, problems happening, not being able to figure it out, confusion, where this is clarity, there's confusion over here. Okay. The trajectory of your life led to two sides of you. One side, perfectly confident, capable, successful, and the opposite of that. Now, most people don't get this in their reality. They don't really have the degree of feeling good in one area and feeling bad because they're not that emotionally sensitive. They don't have the desire to highlight this to the world 
and hide this from the world, which makes it difficult to become authentic because you're, like everyone, projecting an identity in order to get what feels good to you back from your reality. But that feeling good on the good stuff is an illusion. Not true. All you're doing is aligning with your inner self and how you truly are. Okay, so it's more true. That's why the feedback feels good. Mm-hmm. It's not actual feedback. It's your perception of the feedback that allows you to align with yourself. Over here, stuff you hide, it feels bad. Why? Because you perceive yourself to be imperfect in that area. And since that is so far from how your inner self sees you, that's where the feeling is derived. Not from these conditions that you want to change, especially about yourself. Okay. So it's not about changing anything about yourself, other people or conditions. It's not about getting this over here. It's about choosing a perception of reality where you realize the feelings are not coming from the outside. That that man cannot make me feel that way. That that child cannot make me feel that way. That my mother, mother-in-law, relatives, whatever, cannot make me feel anything. All they can do is show me how I'm already feeling about myself. And you're wishing that they would see you like they see you over here, over here, because that's always felt good. But the illusion is the feeling was derived from their reaction or the conditions themselves not from your perception of yourself. So over here, you perceive yourself great, and you feel great. Over here, you perceive yourself inadequate, you feel lousy. Okay. Now, except that these are the same thing. There's no difference. You are as perfect over here as you are here, and you are as perfect over here as you are here. It's simply a perception that is created by a very dense, sharp trajectory of judgment and fear and conformity and good, bad, and believing all that was true. So would you say that at 17 years old, you are the good girl or the rebel? When I was 17. Mm-hmm. How about both? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> now, you were always the rebel. But when you were told you were bad, it didn't feel good. Okay. So this built up a false projection of good and who you truly are. Since you believed that how you feel and because you're so emotionally sensitive was derived from the outside, you were torn here. So in every area of your life, you had to be the rebel and the good girl, right? Mm -hmm. And then these were playing until they developed into such a opposition to each other, like two magnets pushing against each other, right? You're trying to unify it, trying to unify it, trying to use for it. Well, neither of them are really true, but the essence of you as the rebel is the authentic version of you, because you're here as the master, as the master teacher. And you're here to understand that the opposing forces of good and evil are actually the two ends of the spectrum or the two sides of the perspective. You see, the the agony and the joy. 
become. The desire to unify these two so that all of it looked like you were good, but also a rebel, also smart, also independent, also not conforming, also having something to say, but deriving the feelings of these things from the outside. Now you, cu you come and you go to a switch. The switch could take years. The switch could take minutes. If it took minutes, it would be a quantum leap and it would be disturbing. But the rebel wants the quantum leap. The safety aspect of you wants the slow plotting mm -hmm. and the slow plotting of the good girl can't get any information. You get confused. I want this stuff. How come I can't understand it? How come I get, can't get it? How come I, get, how come I can't just change it? This one is like, this is who you are, knows that the quantum leap is going to be catalyzed by this tension between the two of you. So you can have a choice. You can realize that this good side of you is going to crumble and be exposed. And everyone's going to find out it's not true. And they're going to find out that this side of you that you think is not working out is the real you. Okay. And then you can have your rock bottom mo moment and have a quantum leap. Or you can start to authentically communicate with everyone and everything that you suck at everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that you don't know anything and that you need help and that you don't, you're confused and you don't know what's going on. Okay. Now, when you play this game, of I don't know what's going on and I'm confused and I need your help and I'm not the person you think I am, they'll love it for one thing, right? Yeah. Because as you know, you have a way of people going, oh, I can't even relate. This is too much. This is too much power. This is too much energy. And there's a part of this dynamic that when you allow everyone to know this side of you and that this side of you is an act and was never true and it was false bravado and it was this false confidence and it was false putting on this and that your identification with how you look and your body and and your manners and your your niceness nicely sweet niceness of you and you go, oh, by the way, this was all fake. And here I am as this nothing. Now, you've seen people do this, but they've done it after they've had breakdowns where they're in rehab for six years or in jail for six years. Then they came back and said, oh, I learned from this. You know, I was secretly a drug addict this whole time. Well, everyone is secretly a drug addict. The drug is doing something to feel good on the inside that's derived from the outside. Making yourself feel whole by creating this reality that generates responses from people that allow you to feel good somehow. Just like taking a drug, you're believing the drug is what's allowing you to feel good. Okay. And then you feel good about yourself for a while, believing it's a drug. Drug is just a dog and pony show, Chrissy would say. Believing the drug is making you feel good. What the drug is doing is allowing you to raise your perspective to a limit that you don't normally get to. And then you remove the drug and you crash back down to that perspective. And this is why there's an addiction quality and this is why a crash quality and a hangover and all these things.
Now, imagine the tension of being an intravenous drug user your whole life, causing you to feel good enough that you could go out in public and do what you needed to do to survive, and secretly wanting everyone to see you as successful and good and perfect. Deriving something, the drug from that, seeing yourself in that way, that perspective, and then crashing every time you look at yourself over here. Most people could not handle it. Most people would have had some kind of breakdown by now. But this speaks to the power of who you are. This drove you to ask this question. How do I feel good? How do I fix this shitty area over here? How you fix this shitty area over here is you lean into this and you let go of that. You go buy clothes at the thrift shop. <laughs> you go without your makeup on. You tell people you made mistakes. You tell people, I don't know. You ask for help from others. You allow yourself the support that you're falsely giving everyone else. You're pretending to support others because that's your identity. And that identity you believe is a good thing. But the opposite is absolutely true. They don't need your support. They get support. They get good feelings supporting you. They get everything they want when you become authentic. Here we go. <laughs> they have come to serve you. They are serving you now by showing you that this version of you is not you. And that who you are is this one who will derive true love, true acceptance, true power when you know yourself. Well, we have a lot of people here who have set up very intricate puzzles for themselves. Imagine coming to Earth as dense as it is. You can't remember you, who you are. You believe you're separate. And then you say, yeah, that's not enough. Let's throw in a Rubik's Cube and a straitjacket and some other device. And let's get out of all that. That's expansion. That's the power of you. And when you figure this out, the potential is unimaginable. But you're on the right track perfectly. There is a level of awareness in this room and we're thinking you might be able to feel the energy. The connection between you is no accident, obviously. You are in this room. No one else could get here. Only you could get here because this is a very powerful, energetic gathering of the highest perspectives in the world. You don't think that's true, you think that anyone could have come, no big deal to be here, but there's a million people who had the inspiration to come. But to push past the fear, to be in this room with this power and this energy, too much. To be staying in the house and staying around the corner and having interactions all day long, they would be passing out. It'd be impossible. They could not hold this vibration. When they start to see themselves anywhere close to where you see yourselves now, they will make their way into a gathering that will be appropriate for them. It'll be less intense. It'll be more of a voyeur experience. This is a 
lean-in experience that you're into. And in this experience, when you realize that you've all created this together to share perspectives authentically this time, because you don't have to maintain the outside identity that you came with, with your fellow explorers. So realize that this group in the non-physical is revered, exalted, is leading everything, the point, the spear of every other reality, the tip of it. When you start to understand yourself this way, you break the chains, you break free, you become that which is unimaginable. And with that, we are complete. All right. Well, that's what happens when it's a live one. Sometimes the microphone isn't uh, as sharp as it should be, and people don't, you know, talk into it. <laughs> but uh, I tried to get this volume up for you on the certain sections that were a little low, and I hope you were able to follow along with that. It was an amazing time, and uh, we had, uh, you know, <clears throat> really a, a whole bunch of different things that went on in that weekend. It was really hard to explain it, but it was absolutely amazing. If you listen to Ashley Goner on her podcast, Uncover Your Magic, they're going. she's going to post, I believe, a conversation we all had together about the retreat and make that into a podcast so you can check that out there. The next basic training program starts June 5th on Monday, and that is available for anyone at any level, wherever you are in the, in the world. Think about what's working in your life and what's not working. Places that are working, that's because your perspective is high. Anything else that's not as you would want it to be or as full and rich as it could be, it's because you have a limited perspective in that area. The basic training program is affordable, it's designed to fit anyone's schedule, and it will absolutely raise your perspective in all areas of your life. Once this happens, you will be emitting a new vibration and attracting a new reality. You have to understand that everything you want comes to you because you become a match to it. So think about having a child. You don't just manifest a child, you become a mother or father. So it's all about this becoming. You become healthy. You become wealthy. You become one who is free. So it's becoming. The basic training and the boot camp are all designed to elevate your perspective of yourself so that you can become anyone that you want to become. There's a lot of nuances and details and an understanding about how this system works and who you truly are. And you never really understand who you are. It's this process of moving into that perspective and becoming, becoming, becoming. And this is what the courses teach you. So if you would like to learn more about the basic training course that starts June 5th, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. Thanks again for being here. Like, subscribe, do all that great stuff. We really appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.